Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing long-term asset allocation. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined today by Sergei Pagamensev, who manages our long-term multi-asset portfolios. Welcome, Sergei, and thanks for joining me. Hello, Daniel. Thanks for having me. As I said at the beginning, Sergey, you're managing our long-term multi-asset portfolios, and your clients are primarily pension funds and insurance companies that are thinking about how to allocate their portfolios for returns over the next five or seven years. So clearly a quite different perspective for other portfolio managers who are thinking about what might happen next week or, or next month or this quarter. And from that long-term perspective, and if we step back and think about really the huge evolution of, of interest rates, monetary policy over the last, or really, I guess, since the global financial crisis, that at least finally now we have moved out of the ultra-low interest rate or even negative interest rate environment that I'm sure was a major challenge for you to something that I guess we'll call normal, though it remains to be seen how normal this turns out to be. But nonetheless, if I can broadly describe the environment we anticipate in the year or years ahead, we do see inflation slowly perhaps moving back towards the central bank's 2% targets. How easy that happens, how quickly that happens, certainly a key consideration for you. We think about longer one growth rates, you know, before and after the pandemic, have trend growth rates changed fundamentally or will we get back to where we were before? With all these factors in mind then, Sergey, uh, first question for you, when you think about asset allocation or at least traditional multi-asset allocation, what are the, some of the challenges that you face in the present environment? All things that you described are absolutely relevant. And indeed, we, we come from the environment of deflation in most of the major economies and ultra-low interest rates to the high inflation environment. Over the last couple of years, the fixed income investors lost money. And indeed, we now seem to be in the position that central banks seem to be approaching the situation when they believe that they get inflation under control. Now, whether they will be able to reach the uh, targets of, let's say, around 2% over the long term, that, that still remains to be seen. But it seems that most major central banks, at least in the Western world, they move into this direction. Now, what does that mean in practice? Some time ago, we saw, in my view, prematurely declared death to, to the 60-40 multi-asset portfolios. And now you see that more and more people actually start to be more bullish on the fixed income, which makes sense, especially for the longer-term investors. You see that fixed income now actually has pretty decent returns this year, but also quite decent returns in expectation. Most of the longer-term models suggest that yields will continue gradually falling, and that should be bringing us to more normal or let's say, to modern environment that we are familiar with over the, the last, let's say, 10, 15 years, without saying that we'll get again to the zero negative rates. And also, it's quite important that at the moment, mostly the expectations on the inflation, on the rates, impact the development of the equities. Interesting enough, the correlations between the equities and fixed income is lately not very stable, and it flips from positive to negative and back. And in that situation, it's kind of not a trivial task to say how one should position the portfolios. 
But the overwhelming theme, I think, is that right now there is some good premium that can be earned in multiple asset classes and having different assets within your strategic portfolio makes actually sense. If I can pick up on that point, Sergey, you talked about how, in your view, the 60-40 portfolio is at least a relevant starting point. But at the same time, I think we're all quite aware that that's not as far as it needs to go. There's probably a bit more that you need to have in a portfolio than just public bonds and public equities. Can you talk about some recent trends in multi-asset and in particular around inclusion of other types of assets in portfolios? What we see is that uh, over the last couple of years, there was very clear trend of including less liquid assets into multi-asset portfolios. These assets have two functions in the portfolio. One, they provide you with some liquidity premium, which is a very nice and stabilizing part of the return. Two, they, by nature, are less volatile than, than the listed markets. Now, that obviously doesn't come for free, and one needs to be very cautious about managing liquidity and understanding how the interaction between liquid and illiquid assets in the portfolio can develop under different uh, scenarios and market developments. But still, introduction of more and more illiquid assets in various form makes actually quite a lot of sense. What you also see is that the regulation develops in this direction. So we see, for instance, in Europe, uh, a new fund regulation, so-called LTIF 2.0, being expected to come into force in the first quarter of 2024, that would allow structuring the uh, less liquid funds with some secondary liquidity function around them. And that allows, firstly, more affluent investors, high wealth, but also even retail investors to start participating in less liquid funds. But it also allows not only these investors, but also, for instance, multi-asset funds and clients to be able to place not only subscriptions, but also redemptions into the fund. And in such a way, facilitate some kind of rebalancing of their portfolio. So I think that that technology, in that sense, helps us to move forward with liquid investments and incorporating them in multi-asset portfolios. One last trend on this subject that I want to mention is we see more and more sustainability angle introduced in the portfolios in the form of thematic funds, but also more general putting an ESG framework around the investment and the goals of the client and how the portfolio is structured. We've talked then about how the assets that you're including in your portfolios has evolved over time. Maybe let's pick up the angle of clients or kind of how multi-asset is being used for other types of clients or other types of functions. Can you talk about any trends there? Probably two things that I would like to mention is the use of various protection strategies to reduce volatility or decrease the downside of the multi-asset investments. And what we see with application of this technique and practice that even some of the reserve management clients, like say corporate treasuries, who have to be, you know, traditionally they invest in money market products and with present rates, money market products offer quite attractive returns. So one would think that's actually good. But we still see that if at least part of this money is invested in more multi-asset portfolios with some kind of downward protection mechanism, allows you to generate superior returns. And even in this inverted yield curve environment and very high short-term rate environment, 
substantially outperform the money market benchmarks. Another trend what we, we notice is that it's more visible for, let's say, our pension fund clients where hedging of the liabilities is an important part of the portfolio and of the risk management. Traditionally, the matching portfolios, the liability matching portfolios, they used to structure using, say, government securities, maybe cash and swaps, in some cases, investment-grade credit. But what we see now is that inclusion there of, say, assets like private credit or mortgages allows, on the one hand, provide also superior returns also on the part of the portfolio, which is actually not meant to generate additional returns. And on the other hand, it provides also additional cash flows that need to be generated for quite substantial derivative positions in swaps. So what on the face of it might look as more complex portfolio in practice makes the portfolio more robust, both in terms of risk and in terms of return. And that is definitely beneficial in this situation when institutional investors face still quite unclear paths in the inflation developments in the present macro environment. If I can summarize some of your key points, Sergey, you pointed out that there had perhaps been a premature declaration of the demise of the traditional 60-40 portfolio. And now that we have interest rates back to rather more reasonable levels, you think there is still life in that allocation, or at least as a start. Nonetheless, you pointed out that uh, you're seeing continued inclusion of less liquid assets in long-term multi-asset portfolios, bringing the benefit of an illiquidity premium as well as lower volatility. At the same time, a key challenge in the changing correlations between fixed income and equities, sometimes both going up together or both going down together and not necessarily offering you that diversification benefit that you hope for. Another point you made on liquid assets, you highlighted that regulation as well, is allowing more investors to participate in these portfolios. And then finally, a key development, ongoing increasing integration of sustainability factors and objectives in these portfolios. Well, Sergey, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for having me. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. Viewpoint brings commentary and analysis in a variety of formats from investment outlooks to asset allocation videos and podcasts to help investors make better informed decisions. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris, and Sergei Pagamentsev. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.